You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Locked On Indians podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, huge selection, great prices. Go to rockauto.com right now and see why they are such a fantastic site. Uh, I want to preview the Indian series against the Royals. The Royals are, in a word, or in a few words, I should say, a hot mess right now. Um, I have to look at the exact numbers. They either have seven or nine players currently on the injured list with COVID-19, Hunter Dozier being the most recent one. And this is the problem we're going to face with COVID. So one person had it, didn't know it, and the Royals managed to have nine players down from a 60-man camp. Uh, it really limits them. It hit their pitching staff particularly hard. And the rotation is in shambles before the season even begins. Uh, if you're following up on the news, I know we didn't talk about the Mookie Betts extension. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit on the show today. But Juan Soto is knocked out with COVID. There's so many teams that are just getting, you know, uh, shorthanded so quickly, losing stars, losing their best players. Uh, the expanded baseball playoffs we'll talk about as well today. Uh, it's going to be such an odd season. I don't know if any of it. Uh, again, I don't. If the Indians won it all, am I going to? F- it's going to feel like an asterisk here. Like that's I. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm going to stick with that. But I feel like this. This can't feel like anything other than kind of like a weird exhibition slash asterisk season. It's uh, it has about as much validity as a Houston Astros championship, in my opinion. So, we shall see. Um, Mike Bobel, the Mad Thinker, sent me an email pointing out. I do use uh, MLB trade rumors a lot, and when I was discussing the 40-man roster situation yesterday, uh, part of the situation and the issue there was they weren't counting Emmanuel Classe as off the 40-man, the which he is, because he's suspended. So with Hunter Wood officially being DFA'd, Delano DeShields on a COVID injury list, which is a separate injury list where players are taken off the 40-man for, and with Classe's suspension, the Indians now are at a full 40-man. They don't have to cut anyone. Now, when DeShields gets healthy, they will. They're going to have to make a move then. So everything I talked about still has some value as we try to figure out who might come off the roster. But right now, the Indians are all set. There is no other moves coming. There's no other moves to be made. They are all set as we move forward. Uh, Expanded playoffs. So every single conference, the top two teams are going to the playoffs. And then there's going to be the two best teams left over who are going to go as well. Uh, I think this sets up beautifully for the Indians, if I'm being honest. Because, as I already mentioned, the Royals are already a disaster show, and the season hasn't started. The Tigers, they were just a disaster last year. They did make a few nice moves in free agency and the like, but I still think they're going to be mostly a hot mess this year. You know, they have those two cupcakes. The Chicago White Sox pitching staff, you know, I talked about this uh, briefly on Twitter today. Lucas Giolito is great, but we have one year of data. Ronaldo Lopez looked good, but it was a very limited sample size. Dallas Keuchel actually was not very good last year and wasn't very good the year before. He's being paid a lot of money, and he's not even a league average pitcher over the past few years. And then after that, you're counting on guys like Dylan Cease uh, in the four spot, and I can't think who else is in that rotation. You know, There's a reason why the White Sox were chasing pitching. I think the White Sox have a very interesting young staff. Uh, I think they have a very interesting young team. I totally think that they can make the playoffs, but I think that they are setting up to be third in the division, if I'm being honest. 
Uh, but I think they could still make the playoffs. But with this expansion, with eight teams making it on both sides, the top two in each division, this sets up a situation where, again, uh, Texas, if all of their starters, you know, if Mike Miner continues uh, to be at a level that we've never seen him at before, if Lance Lynn continues to perform better than he ever has before, if all of that stuff sticks, Corey Kluber comes back to form, Texas could be dangerous. Uh, I'm not sold on Boston. You know, they are clutching, uh, not clutching for straws. That's, I'm mixing my terms. But, you know, they're really reaching for straws when it comes to starting pitching right now. New York and Tampa seem set. I think the Oakland and uh, Houston seem set. Central, I think most people are going to say Minnesota and Cleveland. I think the next teams up are probably the White Sox and, uh, is it the Rangers? I don't know. I think that last spot is really one that's going to be interesting to see, and it's probably going to be a team, honestly, there's a chance that team's going to be in the playoffs that has a sub-500 record. That's just something that we should probably start to get ready for now. Uh, the Mookie Betts exp- expan- expansion. Nope, extension. Uh, huge deal. Fantastic player. What he got should be what Lindor gets. It kind of It was really humorous at the time because I saw within like a minute of each other someone posting that, like, Oh, this is great news for the owners. It shows that players are afraid that, uh, that it's going to be a weak free agent market, and that's why Betts wants to get while the, the getting is good. And then I saw, and that might have been Buster Olney. I, I don't want to, I'm not going to say, you know, it was like Olney and Stark. These are big name people, diametrically opposed. Someone else came back uh, and said something along the lines of, oh, see, the big names can always get their money. They're, not, they're never going to be threatened by this. They're not going to be affected. Uh, he got paid. So who knows what it really means? I, I don't think we really know. He got a lot of money. Uh, good for him. Boston was trying to lowball him. And yes, I'm sure there were some concerns about what free agency is going to look like, what the world is looking like. And he decided, yeah, I'm just going to take a boatload of money and sign that contract and stay here. Uh, <laughs> Bets and Bellinger for a very long time with the Dodgers. Uh, they are a very good team. And they went out and paid their star. It, anyone who was hoping that, like, the financial situations in the world might allow for Lindor to re-sign on the cheap should just go ahead and close that book. Um, that's not going to happen. I, I think the Indians could offer Frankie Lindor something like 15 years, $450 million right now, and I'm not sure he takes it. Like, I, I, we are kind of in that situation, um, unfortunately. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think we are seeing him play his last season in Cleveland no matter what. Man, I'm just the king of the downer. Uh, we still have the hot mess that is the Royals. So that's going to be something fun to talk about. Uh, again, a team decimated by COVID on a team that was already decimated by lack of talent. So uh, it's going to be a fun talk. It'll be interesting as we talk about what this uh, weekend series and the beginning of baseball for the Cleveland Indians is going to look like. Rock Auto is one of our fantastic recent sponsors. They're not our newest anymore, but they're one of the more recent ones. And I have talked about I am not a car person. I always bring this up. I don't do anything on my car. But even though I don't know cars and I don't know anything really about the internal workings of cars, I could easily navigate the rockauto.com site. I could go there, find my car, find my make and model, and find a listing of all the parts and pieces I could need. Uh, my car didn't come with floor mats when I got it, so I looked into getting floor mats through rockauto.com. When I compared prices around, they were the best price. So if you need a p- piece of part for your car, you want to go to rockauto.com. You can easily navigate, find what you need, and in the how did you hear about us box, remember to write locked on 
specifically can write Locked On MLB or Locked On Indians. You know, let them know that this is where you heard about their product and that uh, supporting us is a worthwhile proposition. RockAuto.com, huge selection, fantastic prices, easy to navigate website. So the Kansas City Royals are the gift that keeps on giving in some regards. I mean, this is a terrible team. The the probable starters for this weekend, okay, there's Danny Duffy on Friday. He's a major league caliber starter. Uh, Saturday, Brady Singer. Now, if you followed my draft stuff over the years, I was never a singer person. Uh, there's a lot of issues that make him, I think he's going to struggle. I think he's a reliever. We'll see if this works as a starter. Maybe he's a back-end guy, but... Uh, I have never been sold, and uh, Friday's starter is to be determined. It's it's going over to... I, I just have to laugh, because it's like you go over to roster resources on Fangraphs, and projected starting rotation. They have Danny Duffy and Mike Montgomery listed. That's it. There's no one else listed amongst their starters. Now, obviously, Brady Singer will get put in there as well. And when you go over to the Royals' depth chart itself, it has Duffy, Singer, Mike Montgomery, Jorge Lopez, Glenn Sparkman, who I didn't even realize was still around and pitching and uh forrest griffin former high draft pick for them ian kennedy is still the closer uh they have greg holland their former fantastic closer who's had some ups and downs flamethrower josh stylemount is a name you might remember another flamethrower with control issues trevor rosenthal who was once you know the cardinals ace reliever bradley's brother kyle is listed as uh on their depth chart this is not their 40-man. This is their actual depth chart. Uh, other names of note, for me at least, Richard Lovelady. I rated him as one of the top prospects in system a year ago when I still had was working at 24-7. And, I mean, those are kind of the big names in their pen in terms of known names. Carrying three catchers, uh, three first basemen, two second basemen, two third basemen, now, at the same time, they sometimes list guys in multiple positions. This is just looking at their depth chart. Uh, and, you know, the, everything's pretty much set. So we know what we're going to face. I, well, <laughs> I changed that. We don't. The rotation is a disaster, so we'll get into that. But let's get into this uh, starting lineup and what we'll likely see. Whit Merrifield, who has mostly been a second baseman during his career, is shifting over to center field for them this year. He'll bat lead off. He's been awesome the past few years. He is an extremely talented player stuck on a very bad team uh alberto mondesi the young shortstop uh came out on fire a year ago and then cooled down significantly was closer to about a league average player when it was all said and done but a league average young short shortstop good tools always a chance for him to take a step forward uh offensively he fell apart it was you know after the hot start it just wasn't there brings good defensive value though so you can live with that Jorge Soler. Now, I was uh, an idiot, for lack of a better word, when I was like, no, Jorge Soler, he's got some issues in his game and he can't play any defense. And Javi Baez, I mean, these guys are going to struggle with their with their swing and miss. Soler and uh, Baez for Danny Salazar, that's a terrible deal. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you can laugh at me. I'm laughing at myself. What a year by Jorge Soler a year ago. Like, he just crushed the ball. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking crew you combine him and Whit Merrifield that's a heck of a one-two punch for that team right now um he is currently not with the team due to a family matter but he's rejoining his teammates Friday in Cleveland 
So hopefully he does not, I mean, I just have to laugh at it because it's a situation where since they're not doing bubbles, like hopefully he comes back and is um, 100% healthy. Now, Solar, it's, you look at when the Royals acquired him in 2017, he played 35 games in the big, 61 in 2018. 2019, he plays the full season, all 162. Always missed, you know, always strikes out a lot, but that walk rate for his career has been almost 11%. So that's an awesome walk rate. He hit 48 home runs, an unbelievable number. Uh, doesn't do anything on defense. He is a full 100% DH. He has been in the major since 2014, but because he has been up and down for a lot of it, he's not going to be a free agent until after the 2021 season. The Royals really should be shopping him right now. Uh, he's a free agent in 2022, trying to trade him, you know, with a year and a half control is their best chance to find value with him. I would hope they're going to, you know, try to shop him around, but at the same time, I mean, moving with Merrifield a few years ago would have been the smartest move too, and they also haven't done that. Uh, Merrifield is in town till 2023 on a very team-friendly contract. Once you get past those two, and then, like I said, Mondesi's a good player, but not a, anything too much beyond that, uh, then things start to get shaky. Alex Gordon uh, is not, you know, the Alex Gordon of when this was a high-end team a year ago. I mean, he still goes out and he plays, but he's not even a, you know, a two-war player. He's not even a league average player of the past three seasons. The last time he was worth a war of two was 2015. So 2016, 17, 18, and 19, he's playing in over 120 games, which is not accumulating value. He's a below league average bat, and his defense is starting to fall that way as well. He is 36. I mean, he is not a young man for baseball anymore. I mean, he's younger than me. But in the baseball world, he is uh, he's not uh, the player he was. He's projected as their number four hitter. Uh, Salvador Perez is one of those guys who I always thought was a little bit overrated just because he never walked. And if he didn't throw it uh, near the plate, he was going to swing and miss. I, I just never understood the approach with him at the plate. And after 2013, he is, he's played a lot of games for the Royals in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18 and uh, he didn't play at all last year. He'll play this year, but it's just he's been a below-average bat, below-average defender, uh, at catcher. After that, I mean, let's see. Other, the rest of this team, uh, Mikhail Franco is projected to start at third after he was let go by the Phillies. Unlike Cesar Hernandez, where there was some production, I mean, uh, Mikhail Franco just never produced as expected for the Phillies. That's why he was let go. Franchi Cordero was going to play one of the outfield spots recently acquired from the Padres. Very toolsy, uh, unable to stay healthy. Nicky Lopez, who I was extremely high on a year ago, he struggled in his call-up, uh, is going to be manning second. And Ryan McBroom is the first baseman because uh, O'Hearn, who is supposed to be their first baseman, is also COVID. So let's just... First, let's talk about McBroom, then we'll talk about the COVID situation. McBroom is 28 years old. Uh, I liked when they got him in a trade from the Yankees. They didn't really give up much, and he was he had had back-to-back years with some pretty huge numbers. Now, he did it at age 26 and 27 in the minors. That's the huge caveat. Uh, his performance in the majors last year was nothing special. But he gets an opportunity because, I mean, okay, so here is their COVID list. Catcher Nick D- uh, Dinny. 
Catcher Cam Gallagher, first baseman Ryan O'Hearn, infielder Hunter Dozier, Jake Junis, pitcher, Brad Keller, pitcher, Daniel Tilio, pitcher. So Junis and Keller would have definitely been part of this rotation if they were healthy. They're not. So it clearly just swept through the you know the uh, the pitching staff and the catchers, you know, the guys who interact the most. And I mean upside for the Indians is this is a team that is currently decimated because of COVID. It's going to be they're gonna be forced to go out and use lesser talent or unproven guys or players who may not even be all that ready just because they don't have a lot of other choices. Um, you know, Brady Singer, who's going to be the Saturday starter, in his minor league career, is he really only, that can't be right, he didn't, did he really only pitch in 2019 in the minors? He didn't pitch at all in 2018 once drafted. Okay, well, last year in the minor leagues, you're looking at about 147 innings across multiple levels. Low walk rate, that was always the case in uh, at Florida as well, but he never missed a high amount of bats. The strikeout rate even in college, I mean, it did get up there. It's not true, but it, I, I was never impressed with his ability to miss bats. Uh, always the control numbers are strong, and that's why he, he could maybe work as a back-end uh, pitcher. I think this is, you know, the Indians have a chance to uh, rough him up a bit. Uh, I'm just not... I'm not sold on Singer. A lot of other people I know are not sold on Singer as well. Uh, the projection over here on uh, Fangraphs is an ERA approaching five. So we'll see what happens with Singer. Uh, we'll see who their other starter is. I would think Montgomery is likely, but uh, it looks like it isn't announced quite yet. Danny Duffy, uh, one of those guys who you keep waiting for him to put it together over a, a full season. And he's just never been able to get a ton of starts in a year. Uh, even when you look at, he didn't become a full-time starter until 2017. He has never had more than, he's never even hit 180 innings as a starter. His FIPS the last two years have been approaching five. Uh, so that is a definite concern if you were a Royals fan. His strikeout numbers, not as high as one would expect. Walk numbers... They've been up and down, and he has been home run prone three out of the last four years, home run rates over one. He's a back-end arm, uh, a borderline back-end arm. The The value has just not been there in his career. Uh, you're looking since 2011, he's been in the big leagues. Times that he has a, had an FOR over two, two is a league average player. That has occurred three times. Uh, he's 2017, he was really strong in 146 innings, but really other than that year, we just haven't seen it. Long and short of it, the Indians outclassed the Royals. They should be a sweep. The Royals are decimated with injuries. They're decimated by just not being talented. Uh, they have been in a downswing since the World Series. Uh, they had a lot of players that they lost they had a lot of players they traded away you know they wrecked their minors for a world series victory and uh i think every fan there is fine with that and frankly i would have been fine if the indians had done that but it didn't happen for the indians they're kind of more trying to keep the window continuously open where the royals definitely did kind of a slash and burn with their minors but it is interesting they've not been willing to do that with their majors they have not traded away their top end talent 
even when you look at that bullpen, someone like Ian Kennedy should have some valuation this year. He has been an effective reliever since they brought him in. If you remember, they gave up a first-round pick to sign him as a starter. But he was uh, quite good a year ago in that role. With him set to be... I'm trying to pull up his, uh, his thing just to see when his contract is up. I know he makes a lot of money relative to the cost of a, a reliever at what 14 million free agent at the end of the year so especially like at the halfway part point you're already looking at you know the prorated salary it's not super high if you're a team that needs a reliever why wouldn't you flip an asset to kansas city within the first few weeks a low-end asset to add someone like ian kennedy or to your roster uh again he was very productive in that role and 63 innings uh 1.5 war strikeouts per nine over 10 a year ago walks per nine under two and a half home run rate under one yes in the past his home run rate has typically always been over one for his career uh so it was a bit of an aberration more than likely but and the, the you know everything was kind of a career best but in a walk year i expect kennedy to get traded i think solar could be traded at some point, would Merrifield make sense to be traded? The, the Royals really should just burn this thing down to the ashes and rebuild from that. I, I, I strongly believe in that because they're not good. They're picking high every year, that, but they could be picking even higher. You could have larger pools. They could have more picks. They've not fully engaged or taken advantage of the situation that they're in. We'll see what occurs with the Royals and how they build going forward. This is their first wave of talent with Singer hitting the bigs. That draft class, they took Singer, then Jackson Kowar, then Chris Bubeck. Uh, Kowar was also from Florida, Bubeck from Stanford. Jonathan Bolin from Memphis, I want to say at the time. Um, and I feel like I'm missing that there was one more pitcher in there before taking uh, Kyle Isabel, the outfielder from UNLV, I want to say. Uh, either way, no matter what, they took all these pitchers in a row, really threw me off, and then they added Asa Lacy this year. So they're trying to build through their arms. We'll see how it works out for them. But in terms of this weekend series, the Indians should sweep. They should. They have them beat. You go through and you line up these rosters. One through five, the Indians have a better group. Bullpen, I think Kansas City probably has the better bullpen. If we're going through the lineups, it's just... Started catcher, Indians win. First base, Indians. Second base, Indians. Third base, Indians. Shortstop, Indians. We can just do even have to compare shortstops this year. Left field. I should probably look and see who they have in left. It's Gordon uh, versus uh, Fran Mel. Indians win. Right field, the Indians platoon. If everyone's healthy, they definitely win there. They do lose in center field with Whit Merrifield, and they do lose at DH. So maybe three areas where the Royals outclass them. The rest is all the Indians. I hope you enjoyed the little preview of the first weekend of uh, Cleveland Indians baseball. I want to remind everyone again, if you've not taken advantage of it, if you are a Sprint or T-Mobile person, I brought this up on the podcast earlier in the week, they're giving away MLB TV for free. I took advantage of it. I live out of market, so for me that was fantastic. Uh, Just something to keep in mind, a nice little bonus there. And also, keep in mind about CBD MD. 
our brand new sponsor. When you go to that site, you're going to get 25% off your order. You're going to use the promo code LOCKDOWNMLB that lets them know that you're listening to these MLB podcasts. If you're someone who already uses CBD products, you can go there and peruse and see what they have that fits your needs, what you might, or if you've never tried the uh, CBD items before, this is your chance to check it out and take 25% off your order. Their site advertises free shipping as well. And it's not just for you. They have a whole line of products for dogs. So if you have a very anxious animal, might be worth trying. You know, do the research, check it out for yourself. CBDMD, and use that promo code locked on MLB to get 25% off your order. I've been Jeff Ellis. You have been fantastic as always. And go tribe.